Sometimes studying the Bible can feel overwhelming and confusing. Grounded in Truth with Janet Dennison will help you learn to study, understand, and apply God's Word to your daily life. His Word is true. And guess what? It's for everyone. So thanks for joining us today as we dive into Scripture together. to the Grounded in Truth podcast with me, Janet Dennison. We are looking at final words of instruction in our most recent study titled Until the Whole World Hears. This study is a collection of final lessons or messages from Christ and other biblical heroes. Their words are profoundly important because they are among the last words authored for people they loved. This study will remind you to use your life and influence to help others receive the gospel message of Christ. I'm excited to teach these lessons and pray that God will use them to strengthen and inspire you to live your earthly life with God's eternal priorities. Let's get started with this week's lesson. Today we look at Lesson 18, and I titled it, Why Did Our Salvation Change Us? It's from 1 John chapter 4. John has been teaching that our purity is the work of Christ in our lives through His Holy Spirit. We are called to be pure, set apart, holy, and none of us can be that. But the work that the Holy Spirit does through us can be pure, can be holy. Our Christian character is the character produced through the Holy Spirit that causes us to lead a Spirit-led life. We have been promised salvation, but living as a believer is a daily choice, and it needs to be our highest goal. In the first century, Christians really stood out from the rest of the people in the world. They believed and acted and treated one another differently than almost any other group in the first century. It was a very, especially where they were in Ephesus, a very perverse culture in many ways. There have always been people who wanted to be part of the Christian faith without ever really having to step fully into it. They want to belong, almost like they would like to belong to that club as long as they can keep their membership and all the others. And that's what John is addressing, that in order to truly step into faith, you have to understand, believe, and know that those other things are not of God. And so that is what he'll continue to teach. Purity meant that we were called to live differently and think differently than we did before we became a Christian. And so he writes, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Again, I want to stress, this is an important aspect of every Christian's faith. 
We live in a culture today that looks down on people who judge what someone else believes. And we live in a culture that condemns people who think they're the only ones who believe what's true or who get it right. This is such an important passage to what I believe is the key weakness or fracture in our churches today. John is writing to this very problem when he writes the letter of 1 John, and he tells his people, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every personal truth. Even though they believe with all their heart, it's true. Test the words. Test the belief. Test the spirit that's motivating the belief to see whether that belief is of God. Because there are many false prophets. There are many teachers of right and wrong that don't get it right. And they have gone out into the world to try to convince the world they are right. We often listen to the phrase personal truth, or we say, we listen to people say there is no such thing as absolute truth. And I'm absolutely positive I'm right. I think we need to be careful to recognize, just like John taught us, that many false prophets have gone into the world. And so in verse 2, he says, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. I heard this illustration a while back, and it so reminds me of this verse. When a person is trained to recognize counterfeit money, they are not given all of the different examples of wrong money to study. Instead, a person trained to recognize a counterfeit bill is handed the real thing and is taught all of the characteristics of a real bill. And then that is how they can recognize the counterfeit. I would say in the same way, we can recognize the Spirit of God. We study to understand and know who the Spirit of God is. What would he say? John goes on to say, every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. This is how you can recognize whether a church is a church of the Christian faith or not of the Christian faith. What do they do 
with the person of Jesus Christ. If they teach Jesus to be just a good man, a prophet, a teacher, if they teach Jesus to be anything other than the actual Spirit of God, Son of God, member of the Holy Trinity. So go back and study the Gospel of John, the first part of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and you will learn who Jesus is. And you can recognize if a faith is Christian or not, of the Spirit or not. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, to say that Jesus is not who Jesus said he was. To say that the gospel message is just one thing to believe, but not the thing all people need to believe. That message is already out in the world, and it always has been. Verse 4 you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. You have overcome the false teachers. Why? Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Your ability to discern truth is as great as the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Sometimes we question what we believe, but it isn't hard to know what to believe. It's the questioning that's wrong, not what we have chosen to believe. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. Wow, does that describe our culture today? The world, our culture, is listening to the people who speak the world's message. How important is it to understand the origins of an idea? Are those words grounded in what we know is true from God's word? Or do they stand against what the word of God teaches? It's as simple as discerning that. That's how we know the Spirit of God versus the Spirit of the Antichrist. So in verse 6, we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we can recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. I would say this is how we can recognize a counterfeit bill from a real one. If I wanted to recognize a counterfeit $100 bill, some things would be really obvious and other things would not. I've not been trained to recognize what a real $100 bill looks like. So I might recognize it, I might not. How trained are you 
Well, actually, I know you're somewhat trained because you're listening to these words today. You spent time listening to the Word of God today. I try to teach His Word because His is the only Word of God. And the best way to know what is of God and what is not is to have a walk with the Lord through his Holy Spirit. So in verse 7, John writes, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. John says, my beloved, love one another. In verse 9, he says, this is how God showed his love among us. What's counterfeit love versus real love? God showed his love to us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Jesus is the real thing. Every other prophet, teacher that preaches a word apart from Jesus is counterfeit. Again, highest standard of our Christian faith is to be perfected in Christ. To live with a perfected love, to live with a perfected knowledge and discernment of what is of God and what is not. So in verse 10, John writes, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, John writes, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This word love is agape. It is the love that only God can produce. If we love people with God's love, it means God's produces his love in us and we are saved. We are filled with his Holy Spirit. And the love that we share, the love that his Holy Spirit produces in us is a complete love. And the only way to give a complete anything is to have it come from God himself. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. I've often said, if you ever see me with somebody and you just see grace oozing out of me to another person, you can know that the Holy Spirit is at work in my life. Grace is not my highest gift. And so when I give grace, when grace comes out of me, I know it's not me. I know 
It's Jesus in me. I feel that way or try to pray that way with my teaching. When it's right, it isn't because I'm doing it. It's because God is teaching through me. Whatever your gift is, it can be counterfeited. And John is saying, pay attention to what is real. We can act like we love people, but when we really love them with the love of Christ, we can know that Jesus is in us. Verse 15, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. If you have acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross for your sins, and you have confessed those sins and asked God to forgive them through the blood of Jesus Christ, God lives in you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. And so we know and rely on that love that we know indwells us through his Holy Spirit, the love God has for us. We aren't going to heaven because of the way we love. We're going to heaven because God so loved us. And that love is God's love. That love is the agape love produced in our lives through his Holy Spirit. And when you love extraordinarily through his Holy Spirit, you can know God is at work in your life. The Holy Spirit will never guide or direct your life to do anything against what the Word of God says. The Holy Spirit will always agree with the Word of Scripture. That is one of the ways to test and discern whether something is of the Spirit. It stands out to the truth of Scripture. John goes on to write, God is love. It is his character. It is his nature. He is love. So whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. When you have this agape love flowing out of your life, God is at work in your life. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. This is one of the best explanations of why scripture teaches us, commands us not to fear. Because when we fear, we are denying the power of God to make it right. It's a hard challenge. We're human beings. I've often said we grieve, we fear, but we do all of those things with hope because we know that whatever God allows in our lives, he is capable of redeeming for his great good.
And even when this life is over, we know there is life eternal. And so in verse 19, John says, we love because he first loved us. We don't love to the best of our ability. We love like God because he has given us his love to give to others. So in verse 20, he says, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. I know that there are probably people that you know, even people who are your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you don't really enjoy them. We're human beings. We're normal. But there is an amazing God-given power to love those people, love them, not because we're capable of it, but because God in us is capable of it. It's why Jesus taught us to pray for our enemies. If you will pray for that brother or sister that you have a difficult time with, and you pray for them and you pray for them wanting the best for their lives, asking God to help you want the best for their lives, you will find God at work changing your heart. That is the love of God in you. And honestly, his love is not seen nearly as clearly through the way we love the people we really, really like. It's seen most often in the way that we really genuinely and truthfully love people that are much different than us. Sometimes when we are saved, the change isn't as obvious, especially if you came to a salvation experience having been raised and brought up in the Word of God. Sometimes it's difficult to notice how drastically different you would have been, but you are drastically changed because of the person and presence of Jesus in your life as a result of your salvation. You may not notice it, but the Lord does. And if you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to have full reign and control, then you're about to notice how much God can change your life through the power of his love, through the power of his Holy Spirit. Sometimes showing sincere love to our fellow Christians is the best way to exhibit the power of our salvation to other people. C.S. Lewis wrote, a man's spiritual health is exactly proportional to his love of God. How healthy are we today? 
to all of you listening. How healthy do you feel spiritually? If you realize maybe you wish you were stronger in the Lord, that's the first step. If at this moment you feel far from God, find opportunities to share God's love with others. God's love, this agape love he produces in our life, can't be given unless it's first received. So draw near to God and ask him to fill your life with his love so that you have his love to give others. He will answer that prayer. See you next time. If you're enjoying this study, we know you'll be strengthened and encouraged by our other studies at Foundations. We provide a variety of Bible studies, from in-depth studies like Until the Whole World Hears, to shorter studies like In Step with the Spirit. Most of our studies include digital teaching from Janet, along with downloadable resources like reflection questions, commentary, and even teaching guides. Whether you're a seasoned student of the Bible or new to studying Scripture, we have a Bible study that can help you grow in your knowledge of God's Word. To browse through our other free Bible studies, click the link in our show notes or visit foundationsbiblestudies.org. See you there.